Hello and welcome live from our Greensboro studio. This is the Omega Sports Women's Only Podcast and I am Cleo Fawcett. Today I am being joined by Rachel Urban, the Executive Director with the American Cancer Society. Welcome, Rachel. Hi there. Good afternoon. I'm so glad you were able to join us today. I know that this is something that you're passionate about. I'm very excited to have you with us. Well, I'm excited to be here and honored and um, really proud to be a part of this. How long have you been with the American Cancer Society? Just out of curiosity. Sure. So I I am what we call a boomerang. And uh, total, I've been here nine years and three months. I started my career um, in a boomerang. You'll you'll pick up in a second. I started my career at the American Cancer Society back in 2007. Mm -hmm. And I worked in a couple different roles, always in North Carolina um, for nine years, and then decided to move to a, a different healthcare organization for four years, and I am back. Uh, 2020 uh, started in July of this year. Uh, And so, you know, my second stint back here has been wonderful, exciting, difficult, challenging. Um, (laughs) But it's, it's really been awesome. And American Cancer Society is a great place. I know they're glad to have you there. So I do want to mention one thing. We have to mention that your mother, Diane Urban, has been with Omega for years. So basically, you've grown up with Omega Sports. Yeah, I feel like I have. And she's, um, if I can just, I feel like we could tell story after story about my mother. And um, it's really interesting, though, when I think about growing up in Greensboro. um, And really, I I feel like I grew up at Omega Sports. Like, literally, there was a lot of sick days and, um, you know, like where we would like be hunkered down in the back office. And, you know, she had been... um, I mean, getting all my sports equipment and definitely grew up playing sports and, um, you know, truly Omega Sports and the family of Omega has been honestly part of our family. And we like to think vice versa. So (laughs) um, my mother's a wonderful person with a lot of energy. And I think Omega has helped her. Um, honestly, in her own like personal growth, just kind of see a lot of things in herself and be able to do things and lead with the sales and um, emotional culture. So Omega Sports is awesome. And I feel like she's been there for, off and on for about 36 years. Right. So it's yes, that's really, <laughs> yeah, it's a lot. It's a lot. That is amazing. I know that we all know that Diane loves tennis. And anyone who knows Diane knows that tennis is her sport of choice. What was your sport of choice? Yeah, I love this question. So, Cleo, I really feel like I excelled in tennis and soccer. Um, We would have like a rotation growing up where we would swim in the summers, play a little bit of tennis in the fall and summer, and then shift to soccer really year round. And I know that Greensboro has a, a, an awesome soccer program and scene. And so I played soccer all grow, 
through growing up and in high school and actually uh, was fortunate enough to play at UNC Wilmington. And so um, I played all four years in, in college and it honestly helped me <laughs> probably stay a little bit disciplined through my college years and well, stay active. Stop right there, because there is a little nugget of information right there that we want to push out there to people that, you know, playing collegiate sports and, and being active has really helped you. Yep. You bet. That's awesome. Well, I know Diane, I mean, she, she is amazing on that tennis court. And I hear a lot of people say how much tennis I, I had no doubt that you played tennis at some point in your youth because she's so active in it. And it's just, I would love to talk about her more, but we need to know a little bit about, you know, what your role is and everything that you're doing with the American Cancer Society. So um, help us better understand the mission of the organization you're with and, you know, especially what do you do and the role that you play there? Absolutely. So um, the, the mission of the American Cancer Society is is framed up to be very simple. We are attacking cancer from every angle, mm-hmm. and we hope to create a world with more birthdays and zero cancer. We wow. want to, uh, you know, and if I can just elaborate, as we celebrated our 107th year, as an organization this year, um, it's been incredible on a scale of the last seven or eight months through this incredible time that we're living in um, to see truly the cancer patient and cancer caregiver um, really see things through their lens and be a part of this. We attack cancer by building up programs and support services. We advocate for the most vulnerable um, in any community that we're in, metro, urban, rural, um, from the mountains to the sea is what we say. And we also do a few things around research, innovation, and um, advocacy. Uh, I always say big L and small L lobbying, um, access to care, health equity, uh, and building up communities are what we're all about. Uh, Rachel, you mentioned um, the American Cancer Society is attacking it from every angle. Can you give us a little more information on that? Absolutely. So when we say attacking from every angle, we're talking about our ability from preventing cancer all the way through diagnosis, treatment, and even aftercare and support services. You know, we do that in all those ways. We fund innovative research, not just in North Carolina, but across the country and globe. We build programs around lodging, patient support, uh, breast cancer mentoring, and transportation. We have a 24-hour, seven-day-a-week, 365 days of the year National Cancer Information Center that's highly impactful. Hundreds of people a day uh, get guidance and support from that that we've invested in. Um, And our advocacy and service work, we consider ourselves a group that really attacks cancer and builds communities up by being a voice for the voiceless and the most vulnerable as well. Right. So that's that purpose. That's um, what you mean about attacking it from every angle. Yes, correct. That's amazing. 
Those are some of the things that people don't think about when they think about, um, you know, cancer and a whole. They only think about treatment. That's the first thing they think about. They don't think about all the other things that branch out from that. So I think that attacking from every angle is is key, and it makes people think another way that they can help. So in that yourself, tell me about what's exactly Rachel's role. Yeah, so I did want to say, if I could just say, say one other thing, because I know that this is a, a podcast <laughs> about women. <laughs> we were we started, I don't know if you know this, Cleo, but we, we actually started and emerged <laughs> 107 years ago from the Women's Field Army. And I didn't know that it's an amazing little tidbit of our work that we didn't start doing research funding for several decades, but, um, you know, cancer was the big C in the early 1900s and a group of women that were some nurses, some just women who wanted to volunteer really said, geez, you know, people are dying and really it's, it's devastating. We don't know much about the disease, but we need to. And so, you know, there it was the kind of infancy, you know, through that women's group um, that really pushed the organization to be in existence. So I know, you know, we're talking about women and we're talking about, you know, all things women and empowerment and support. So, so I, you know, in my role as executive director, again, from central eastern North Carolina, out east, um, I live in Raleigh, North Carolina, and it's a wonderful place. But really, again, we say, you know, my team is from the mountains of western North Carolina to the coast of eastern North Carolina and everything in between. Um, I've got a team of 22 people. Um, wonderful, wonderful team. It is. It, so you could see when we say we're in every community that we really almost literally are. Mm-hmm. Um, we're not quite in all 100 counties, but in terms of staff, but we have several thousand volunteers that work with our team of 22. Um, and really in my role, I love it. I'm so proud to be back. And again, as I've boomeranged back here, it's a familiar, wonderful, loving, open place um, that allows me to really be a part of meaningful work, which is just for me personally. Um, and I, I think I say this to my team all the time is I know you guys would work hard wherever you work, work, whether that's for profit sales, real estate, business, banks. And so we have such a, a really high work ethic culture that also allows flexibility. And so in the role, you know, it's definitely fundraising through events and campaigns like our walks and our, um, our health equity work and our Relay for Life and our galas and golf and, you know, all the things that we know a lot of organizations do really well. And so kind of leading through that team is a big part of, of what I'm here to do. Another part, which is really exciting and charges me up is that the board involvement. We have a an area board of, you know, community members, executives. We have a couple of school superintendents. Um, we have some business leaders and retired CEOs and a couple of cancer survivors that actually sit on our central and eastern North Carolina board. And so that's a little chunk of my work is to mobilize that group to 
to really support us, challenge us, you know, where, where that happens and, and kind of guide the, the ship and steer that ship and be the community facing entities. Um, and then, you know, the last part of what I do is to just really be that representative for the organization, keep you know, finger on the pulse of what's going on in the communities and help people see, you know, that if you want to volunteer with us or be a part of our work, there's a place for you. And cancer has not stopped in the face of a pandemic. And, you know, uh, it's just an interesting time to start back here, but it's, um, it's, it's powerful to see, you know, all the, all the things going on, all the important work that hasn't stopped. Right. And one thing that you said that I, that touched me is meaningful work. We love to hear people talk about meaningful work because, you know, and everything that we try to do, I would like to hope that I'm doing something meaningful. Mm -hmm. So can you tell me a little bit more about that? I love that you challenge your staff to do it meaningfully. And I think that's one side that we like. We're not, you know, doctors, what we're doing, but I feel like we really do something meaningful with people with putting them in the correct things that they need, you know, trying to encourage them to be active, you know, at Omega Sports, we really try to do meaningful work. Listeners, let's all reach out there and to do some meaningful work. But um, I'd love to know how you balance your, like your work life. Cause I know, you know, what you do is probably demanding all the way around. You're Rachel Urban. I mean, what can you not do? <laughs> You're so sweet. No, it's, it's, it's honestly, Cleo, it's a challenge. And I think, well, no, as I, I had a big birthday this year okay. and it's not 30 and it's not 50. And so I feel like <laughs> I had a birthday in December of 2019 and it was 40. So as I've, you know, embarked on, like, I don't know, however you look at that milestone is I have really, to answer your question, I, I have to practice balance and, and balancing work and, and personal life and health and wellness, honestly, um, as a part of the personal, you know, kind of rally cry to stay as healthy as we can be. And that's mental health, physical health, emotional health. And it's truly been tested this year. I think we all can, you know, kind of like attest to that no matter what your family looks like, what your work looks like. It's been a challenging 2020. Um, but for me, what I, you know, kind of rely on is, and when I think about you guys at Omega and when I also connect the dot to meaningful work is about that one-on-one -on -one interaction with people. Um, yeah, say I, that again. <laughs> yeah. It's like, you know, and I feel like you guys probably don't, I don't know if you know how many lives you probably impact by getting that right shoe or fitting that child for shin guards for the first time or, you know, like getting that first soccer ball or sweatshirt or, you know, it's like you really do end up touching people and helping them find their niche in life. Um, mm -hmm. So I, I appreciate that from you guys. And, you know, in terms of like my work life, you know, I, I could work all the time. And we talk about it in the fundraising volunteer world. You know, we are volunteer driven, but staff supported here. And we get calls at all hours of the night, weekends, you know, early morning from volunteers who have ideas or want to you know, give us money or say something challenging or, you know, fill in the blank. And, you know, I think it's important to take care of yourself. And for me, I find a lot of peace in 
um, spending a little bit of time at the beach. We're lucky to live where we do. And it's, you know, no, not more for me, you know, than a couple hours drive to a beautiful North Carolina beach. Um, I love the ocean. I find a lot of comfort in it. I love to get out and walk. Um, I've, I've discovered yoga and Pilates the last few years. So kind of <laughs> retiring <Thank you>. soccer <laughs> cleats and, and kind of trying to take care of myself and stretch and just find that solitude um, is important for me um, to maintain a, my weight. And, you know, some weeks it's easier than others, but um for me, that's important and something I try to focus on so I can take care of my team and my volunteers and, you know, be at full capacity on a Monday morning. So, Oh yeah. Oh yes. Well, at Omega Sports, we, we believe that, you know, we're trying to get everyone to run more, move more, play more just in your everyday life. Because even just in, if you don't have to be a runner, you know, just in moving, you can walk, you can do the Pilates, you can do yoga. So all of these things play a role in being active and, as um, Omega Sports, that's what we want to see. And we believe that being active will take people a long way. Absolutely. And like, you know, you talk about like stories, you know, it's we last month was <clears throat> Childhood Cancer Awareness Month. And which is, you know, everything's pink. We're it's October 6th and, you know, everything everything's pink for breast cancer. And, and I know we're going to talk about that. But I think about the mother's of children who've been affected by cancer. Um, and we've had a couple calls, you know, in September, we're lucky to be in North Carolina with some of the best pediatric cancer centers in the world. Um, mm -hmm. and not too far from Greensboro, including Greensboro and all the big blues and the RTP. And I think about women who care for their children and men, of course, and yeah. we hear all the time, you know, in the belly of the beast, and with the rigorous cancer treatments in and out of hospitals, maybe many weeks away from home, you know, women, you, you have to take care of yourself. And so I think about those stories of like caregivers of children and, you know, truly like, how can we help just make sure they have support, that they take time for themselves, that they are healthy, trying to maintain a healthy lifestyle, trying to stay active. And so I think about that. And, I, you know, again, I connecting the dots to healthcare and businesses, small and large like yours, you know, it, it takes truly takes a village. I think that's a little bit of the message today as well is you cannot, you know, lean on people and seek support and take time for yourself. I, I feel like women are always like the last to just do anything for themselves. Mm -hmm. I don't know how, you know, right there, yeah. they are the last ones. I, I actually have um, a close relatives who was diagnosed with um, lung cancer in December. Um, and then they removed it. And then she, it was in her lymph nodes that they didn't detect it until after they removed it from her lung. So, you know, mm -hmm. God is great. So I'm thankful that she is on the road to recovery. Um, mm -hmm. But my, you know, a family member was taking care of her. And we have to mm -hmm. remind that family member to take care of themselves. So I've had a couple of stories. And like I was saying earlier, I have a friend who is, who is going through a surgery today. Um, wow. And, you know, even yesterday I called her and went by her house and was just thinking of the things that she might need during her hospital stay. So I dropped off like six magazines for her, you mm -hmm. know, just something that she could mindlessly, you know, look at and kind of take yeah. her mind off of it. But, um, 
Yeah. So being the caregiver, being a person who is a friend of a survivor or someone who's going through it, um, it, it can be challenging. You know, this month, like you mentioned, being Breast Cancer Awareness Month, and we know it affects a lot of women, but it also affects men. Um, can you talk a little bit about the American Cancer Society's focus on women's health? Absolutely. <clears throat> and it's a, it's a big focus for us, really, you know, every, outside of the pink, um, we, we really, we know the role that women play in circles of influence and in their family circles um, in workplace, you know, in our, in our workplaces and our large and small employers. And so we made a decision a couple of decades ago to just really deploy our support services around breast cancer, transportation and lodging, mm-hmm. um, cancer 24, cancer information 24, 7, 365. And can you touch on that a little bit so that we can better understand what that means? Absolutely. And so it is a truly a 24 hour, seven day a week. 365, you can call on Christmas morning, you can call on Easter Sunday, Thanksgiving afternoon, and, and wow. truly get a video chat, a live chat, um, and, a, and a, what we call a consultation. And for a caregiver, cancer patient, or just general community member, and wow. I'll make sure to follow up. You can find, I think you guys have the website, it's cancer.org, and you can actually go to the live chat feature and get someone on the phone who's who, they'll be in Dallas, Texas, which is where this hub is located. But we have consultants all across the country that are available 29 languages. We have, it, it's awesome. And so we've deployed more research sources to that in the virtual world, honestly, through COVID-19 and the pandemic. And so we've beefed up that re- those resources uh, and I will share an example that when Chadwick Bozeman passed away mm-hmm. um, a few weeks ago, we actually saw a surge of 800% over the next week of people calling, asking, what is, what is colorectal cancer? You know, wow. tell me the signs and symptoms, you know, does it affect certain populations more than others? You know, why don't I know about this is, you know, I need to see a doctor. There's a family history that I just found out about. And so in a granular way, I bring that up to say, you know, in relationship to our supports, we're constantly shifting and transforming. You know, we're not the same. We're not doing the same things we did, not doing the same things today that we did 10 years ago and 10 years before that. And what we tell women is know your body. um, Know the truth. I just want to interject. I want you to say that one more time because I don't think women think about that and they don't listen to it. So if you could say that for us one more time. Yes. If you are out there listening to this, know your body, know your body, know your body. That's right. I love that. And when it comes to cancer and even heart disease and stroke and, you know, other chronic illnesses, if you are, and I use this, if you have walked up the same set of stairs to go to work for two decades and one day you're walking up that set of stairs and you notice that you can't breathe or are, you know, out of breath more than you were the last week. 
mm-hmm. and you know that you haven't done anything to change that, you probably have something going on with your heart and a blockage forming. And so, you know, same thing with cancer and specifically breast cancer, um, cervical and ovarian are very similar. And even the GI cancers, I had mentioned colorectal. Um, and just so you know, lung cancer kills more women every year than breast cancer. Uh, breast cancer is number two. And then number three is colorectal. And so those three, and the thing about colorectal is early detection, you know, man, you know, can you get those colonoscopies done? It's something we don't like to talk about or think about, but it's such an effective tool. And I know if you go get a physical that your physician will do a test. Um, yes. and I know my position for physician for sure at a certain age was, look, you need to and go take this test. I already called the doctor. They're already waiting for you. So those little small steps could possibly save your life. So like you said, early detection is key in any of the, you know, cancers that's out there. Absolutely. You just don't know. So yeah. you telling people Absolutely. to know their body is so, so, so important. I, you couldn't say that enough times. You know, they yes. think they do, but, you know, I tell people, if you see something strange, go to the doctor. Because if it wasn't there before, there's a reason. Go make yeah. sure that it's um, a normal occurrence. I so appreciate you going into detail about that. You bet. Um, like, what about siblings or, you know, um, grandparents and things like that? Everyone's affected. Is there anything, you know, any advice you would have for them as well? You know, my advice, and I think you touched on it, Cleo, is you know, figure out a way to show up for people that, and and yeah, figure out a way to show up for people. And I I loved when you shared about your friend and just, you know, dropping off magazines. It's, it's amazing Mm -hmm. when you think, and it's always eye opening, like what, what you think, remove your assumptions about what you think people need. Because I, I, if I've heard anything once I've heard a thousand times talking with cancer survivors for many, almost decades is after I heard, you know, after I heard the doctor tell me we found something and it's cancer, nobody hears anything for like a day. And so it's just that you just, your life and the world around you stops. And I love you checking in. And I, I think my advice and my guidance to people is don't think you're asking too much. Don't think you're checking in too much. You know, the text, the phone call, the little card in the mail, stopping by someone's house to just visit. Mm -hmm. Uh, If it's safe, of course, you know, dropping off a care package. If you know they love a restaurant or a sub shop or, you know, love a certain pair of socks from a mega sports, you know, do something, drop it off. Um, and, And, you know, it could just be, they want to talk and hear what's going on in your life. And um, I think that we don't want people to be alone. And I think if the pandemic has taught us kind of full circle moment here in terms of caregivers and caregiver as a support system within a family or group of friends, um, you know, we, we are meant to be with others in this life and, and we're meant to just be, we're not meant to be alone. And so mm-hmm. if it's a best friend or a sister or a coworker or a parent, a husband, partner, whatever, you know, just be with that person and see what they need and, and try to fill those needs. Um, and I also know, I just want to give a shout out to the amazing medical systems and our healthcare, which oh, has yeah. been built up. Absolutely. It's, I mean, you know, 
I, you know, don't want to single anybody out, but I know you guys are headquartered in, in Greensboro, so Cone and Novant and Wake Forest yeah. Baptist and all of those guys have been great. Yeah, and the social workers and you know, it's just like such an amazing system that again, when I think back to the women's field army of you know 107 years ago, like none of that existed. And so we're seeing survival rates increase on all cancers. And so breast cancer is especially in lung cancer with the new screening tests and the, mm. and the smoke-free bars and restaurants. And we're trying to combat vaping and that's a whole other thing. Mm. And, you know, like, so we're just, we're there to make people live longer and not just longer lives, but better. Like we want people to thrive after a cancer diagnosis. That's right. That's right. And as you mentioned, um, if they want to go to cancer.org, if they have any questions, and like you said, it's that 24-7, 365 live chat, any time of the day that you need to speak with someone, you can do a live chat with someone, just and, and be somewhat anonymous about it. Because as a, for lack of a word, caregiver or a listener, sometimes you don't know, friend or family, you don't know what to say or what to do. I, I have two little bits of advice. When my friend told me that she was diagnosed, the first thing I did was Google what is the best thing to do to support someone who is going through a cancer diagnosis. They listed all of these things. I pulled mm -hmm. a few things off of there. Then I sent a care package because, I mean, um, my relative, I sent her a care package and a lot of those things, um, a couple of our buyers donated some things for me to mm -hmm. give to her. And it was socks, fuzzy socks. It was regular socks. It was, I put it all inside of a bog bag just because you can carry it with you so easily and clean it off. So it doesn't attach any kind of germs or anything. So that's another way to just create a small care package yeah. for them, your favorite things. Um, and that went a very, very long way. So if you don't know what you should do, go to cancer.org to find out information. You can call them and reach out to them. I'm sure they have a lot of information to give. Absolutely. I know you mentioned visiting and, and that's something I'm going to touch on next because you're talking about visiting people. And I was actually asking my friend's spouse if, if we were allowed to visit at the hospital. And of course he said no. And it's easy to forget that, you know, we're going through all of these things in the midst of when someone's going through a cancer journey. You know, so it's really tough. So how is the American Cancer Society, you know, having their guidelines for COVID-19? Like, how does that work and how does it work with cancer patients and, and the people that care for them? Yeah, so we have, and, and I will say, most cancer patients are at an increased risk of serious illness um, from an infection, uh, you know, due to COVID or just in general immune systems from, you know, the standard treatments. And again, I am not a medical professional, but, you know, the radiation, the chemotherapy can really be debilitating, you know, in general, but just with with this virus, we know a lot and we really do follow the U.S. Center for disease control and prevention, the CDC, uh, we really follow their guidance as an organization, and we deployed a whole cancer and COVID resource page that I can tr I can always send to you guys, and you can find it on yeah. cancer.org as well. But you know, we 
Yeah. And because your point is very well taken and we've converted a lot to virtual and I, you know, again, for the caregivers, you know, don't be afraid to have a fun FaceTime or a Zoom meeting or a house party or whatever, you know, like thing you need to do virtual and video because it's not the same, but it's definitely seeing people's faces and the smiles and, you know, matters. And so if you can't be beside someone in person, you know, be in front of them on, on a video or a screen and, and that's, that's better than nothing. I think during this time, a lot of people's creativity has come out as far as them being able to support someone who's going through any type of a, a diagnosis of any type, you know, anything along that line where they can support them. I know here we have a saying, you know, we say, you know, how can we make it better? So mm-hmm. from your standpoint, if you could scream it to the world, mm-hmm. what is the one thing you can tell someone, can, someone they can do to make it better? Mm-hmm. I'm pausing just to think of for a second. It's an important, it's like the best question, Cleo. Um, you know, I will say, listen with the intent to really hear someone, mm-hmm. uh, be present and lead with an open heart. You don't need to do anything more. You know, usually when someone is facing cancer, they have a plethora of medical providers and decision makers, you know, available for the science and, and, and the medicine and the treatment. Uh, and what people need is to know that they're not alone. And, right. you know, as women kind of bringing it back to what we love to talk about, you know, my wish is that women can continue to really be the caregivers and the supporters that we know, you know, we're no, we're meant to be. And, you know, that's not to leave people in a binary space, but like, you know, we know that women supporting women and women, women supporting men. And, you know, it just, there's such a place for it. You know, I feel like the organization was built on it, but you guys at Omega and, you know, there's a lot of other great groups that just the women are the leaders and, and really, and I think we're at this point in time. And when I even think of my team, you know, we're mostly women on my team. And so we have a couple awesome guys that work for me and, you know, that also work with me and, you know, our CEO is a male and he's wonderful. And, you know, but I think about our organization has been built on women, we employ mostly women and it's amazing what we can do and have done. And so I think about, you know, like my, my wonderful position here and my leadership role and I learn from people and I hope to be considered as someone who is like mentored people and can like ignite a fire and just do things and support the team. But I've learned a lot from, from women and, and I know that, you know, the world is a better place because of strong women. I'm going to switch gears a little bit um, and and go into an area that we spoke about earlier. Omega, as an active play wellness driven company, you know, we kind of pride ourselves on helping our neighbors, you know, like I mentioned, run, move and play more in the position that you're in and just in all the things you've seen. Why do you think that staying active is so important? You know, answer to that question is there's the science backs it up, you know, that it's mental health, 
physical health, keeping blood pressure at a reasonable rate, um, maintaining a healthy weight, and again, to the knowing your body piece of our conversation um, so that we can know, you know when things aren't working and when things are not normal, quote unquote, um, you guys play a huge role there. And, you know, our recommendation, um, again, science-based organization is we really want people to get out and move as much as they can. Mm-hmm. Uh, we Minimum is five days a week for 30 minutes, mm-hmm. uh, so 150 minutes a week. But we really see you know, nutrition, limiting red meat, you know, if we can eating a high, you know, a diet high in fruits and vegetables, staying away from the refined sugars, you know, again, to the CDC and and some of the recommendations from the other, you know, science organizations, we really, you know, espouse those as well. And I think, you know, like cancer, there is a lot of science that if you lead a healthy lifestyle, you can prevent a lot of cancers. And so yeah. the science is still out a little bit on, on some of the, the sites, but we do know um, some of the pancreatic, some of the GI, so colon cancer would fall under that. Again, we know staying away from tobacco products is just really a no brainer at this point, lung cancer, you know, and also if you didn't know tobacco use can also play a role in colorectal GI, um, some of the ovarian cancers and even breast cancer. So it's not just lung cancer. So I can't, I can't emphasize the no smoking message, um, you know, in terms of a healthy life. So I know you guys get behind that as well. So does that, that help, you know, in terms of like where we are with cancer and prevention? Absolutely. We just did a, you know, we've always sponsored the, a lot of the races in this area. Yeah. Uh, and then the women's only has always been great. It's the first time I saw that 5k, it just blew me away with the seas and seas of pink. It's awesome. Yeah. Support And just, and, and the thing that will bring a tear to your eye is all the survivors you see. Yep. It just, it will, it will, if it doesn't shake you to the core, then we need to talk. Yeah, <laughs> it was, it's amazing to see the the survivors and and just how the people support. And I want to give a shout out to the men because men yes. are not allowed to run the race. But when you're on that course, it is lined mm-hmm. with male supporters just cheering them on and they're wearing their pink. And I mean, it is just amazing. It it, it will touch you if you don't tear up a little bit. Then you know you don't have your eyes open. So. Yeah. And I feel like, you know, it's so amazing, Cleo, because like, you know, I think another thing is just find a way to get involved. Your perfect volunteer or your perfect involvement would be what? You know, I just think, you know, figure out what, you know, like what you want to how much time you can dedicate, you know, think about the nuts and bolts of, you know, volunteerism. And I will again say, and especially in this digital first, if you will, kind of world that we're in right now, um, you know, it's going to not going to stay like this forever, but I, I think a podcast like this is a prime example, you know, like someone's going to hear this and want to get involved in something and it doesn't have to be the cancer society. You know, I'd love everyone to hear this and log on to cancer.org, but, you know, find, find a race, a group, a, you know, Habitat to YMCA to some online support group or mentoring program or, and like, you know, get involved, figure out what you are good at and what you like to do. And in an ideal situation, those two things match up and that's when you find happiness and fulfillment. Uh, And it doesn't have to be a lot of time. If you've got money, of course, give it, 
give it where you can. A lot of groups need it. If it's, if it's time that you can give, we need that. If it's influence or, you know, the policy work or, you know, school and, 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 and children. And if that's an interest, there's a place for you. Just you giving us time today has been phenomenal. And I want to thank you, Ms. Rachel Urban, for joining us today um, and just carving out some time for us. Um, if you would, would like to learn more about the work with the American Cancer Society, you can go to cancer.org. Um, Rachel, are there any last minute thoughts you have to share before we let you go? You know, I would close and, and someone told me this a long time ago, but I'll tell this to you, Cleo, and the others listeners. You know, if I asked you who the three most important women in your life are, you know, I'll give you a few seconds to pause and think, who are the three most important women in your life? I would have to say my mother, my grandmother, and then she's not a woman yet, but my daughter, she's a huge role in who I am today. Yeah. Yeah. So those three people. So think about this. Those are wonderful people. In all the years I asked that question, nobody will ever say themselves. That's huge. And so I always like feel like that. It is okay to take time for yourself. It's okay to seek support, to seek help and guidance. And there are many places where you can get answers, fulfillment, you know, support, mental and emotional help, um, guidance, support, you know, health and resources. And so I'm just grateful to know you, Cleo and Omega Sports. And like I say, I can get emotional thinking about the Omega family and, you know, what it's meant to one of my, one of my favorite women in the world is my mother. And, that's right. <laughs> um, and so I think about the women that I kind of lean on and, and I'd like to think, you know, get a little something for me. Uh, and so I'm, I'm grateful for the time and you know where to find us. If you are struggling with a cancer diagnosis, we're here. That sounds good. Well, Rachel, again, I say thank you. You know, we thank everyone for listening to the Omega Sports Women's Only podcast. We say please like and share this podcast on Spotify, iTunes, or wherever you get your podcasts. I want to wish everyone mega wellness and happiness. Thank you for listening.